Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sam Pets Radio. Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody and welcome to what could be, we don't know yet, but it could be the greatest episode of uh, all the small games. <laughs> already already off to a great start, I forgot what the name of the podcast is. Uh, all the small games, it's a podcast about indie games hosted by two great gentlemen. Their names are Andrew Levins and Jonathan Valenzuela. Hello and a very big all the small games welcome to you, Levins. Um, it's a, uh, a chilly Tuesday. The uh, the chilliest in in gosh eight months I reckon. Yeah, autumn has definitely come back again. I'm I'm slowly coming to terms with the fact that maybe it's time to put the shorts away for another year. We are. I, I would say like yeah, if, if we were to start a second podcast, it would be about shorts and our love of shorts. Uh, definitely. I mean. Goodness knows, there's there was no finer feeling in my uh, more youthful days than uh, shorts in the club, or shorts shorts yeah. shorts in a club. Um, I think from like, yeah, like September through to the end of April, I I, I refuse to wear pants. In fact, I, I I say that the name of this podcast is all the small pants. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm don't like I'll I'll rock a jacket like and just be like, man, that that's like the pants of the upper body. Uh, but eventually <laughs> there always reaches a point in the year where I'm like, you know what? Warm knees would be nice. That's true. But I do like free knees. Oh, so the, maybe we should best. start cutting cutting the knees out of our jeans. Just, and just, just making that a look. Sewing like a mesh fabric onto the knee parts of the jeans. Now, John and I, believe it or not, aren't just known for our love of forward-thinking fashion practices. We are actually... In the business of podcasting, uh, due to our love of small games, specifically indie video games, and uh, we have a few to talk about this week. Um, the uh, I'll start with the exciting news that I just woke up to um, a code to Loop Hero. Um, oh, I'm trying yes. to install it on my Mac. Um, I, it's available on Steam for PC and Mac. John reviewed it last week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting into that this week. Um, my first attempt at playing a PC game in a, in a long time. 
Uh, can it be done? Can it even be installed? That's the first challenge. Uh, but since uh, since we last recorded, uh, I've played uh, a couple of games that I want to talk about on the show. Uh, the first of which is a very horny little platformer called Sir Lovelot. And uh, the second one is the opposite. Actually, you know what? There's some horniness to be found in this uh, extremely straight-faced Japanese train sim called A-Train All Aboard Tourism. <laughs> Uh, so those are my. That's what I'm bringing to the table today. I I love that. I love the philosophy of there's horniness everywhere if you look for it. <laughs> um, um, John, how horny are the games you're talking about this week? So, I uh, I've had an interesting week in terms of uh, a game I spoke about last week. Sunless Sea has absolutely like. Absorbed my entire life Or the bits of my entire life That aren't based around Keeping a roof over my head And preparing for uh, a baby In a little over a month um, God dude we get it Yeah um, <laughs> But I did manage to sneak in A little bit of time On a, uh, a new port A switch port Of a, uh, a, a PC game That was released last year Called A Day Without Me And um, I I uh, it's not so much a review as just a story of my experience playing this game, but I'm um, um I'm looking forward to kind of running you through that. But I feel like yeah, I feel like, like let's, kick, let's kick off with one of yours. Uh, so I am a big platform ahead, and um, you know I feel like there is something very pure and like you know just. It, it gives me such a buzz to to have a bunch of you know difficult platformer challenges in front of me and you get through it you die and die over and over again and it's and you know at, at my son's school right now uh there's something on the board because i went in there for a parent teacher night the other day and on the board it was like and even on the, out the front of of their school there's even a billboard that says like uh, have the courage to try and fail at something and my dream is that next time i drive the kids to school um a, a car with L plates, so learner plates, has crashed into the billboard. <laughs> it says, "Have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's at least a thousand likes on Instagram. Oh, one hundred percent, one thousand percent. Levens, um, be the crashed car you want to see in the world. But I think like platformers are a great way to show kids, like, hey, you know, this is the goal. You're gonna die fucking heaps of times, but you just keep respawning at the beginning." And trying again and like, you know, getting better at it as you progress. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Mario games with the kids at the moment. Uh, and I know that like whenever I play a game that like a hard, a hard level, my kids get very over seeing me die and die again. They haven't quite understood like the joy. <laughs> I don't know. It's like olives, right? You have to be an adult before you understand how good it is. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. Or maybe people just don't develop it, but there is something... You know, you test your metal by dying repeatedly, and I think Celeste is is the best example I can think of a, of a game like this where like there were moments in that game where I I just straight up thought it was impossible to to complete the the challenge that was asked of me. Um, I, but you persist. I think I think an in, and you finish it. A, a, an interesting wrinkle on that I think is would, would it, it's okay watching you die over and over again. I'm assuming the deaths are caused by it's a difficult platforming section that you just need to be very precise in terms of controls. 
Yeah, and then muscle memory as well. Sure. I wonder if there would be, similar to what you were saying with Tilly and Maquette last week, if it's, would they find it more rewarding if it was, okay, well, we need to approach this in a different way kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. I think... I think it because like with the Mario, they just tap out if they if they die a few times, they just you, you get put in a bubble, sure, and they just don't unpop themselves from the bubble, right? And they just watch me die over and over and over again, and then they're just like, oh, don't worry about it, Dad. Stop trying to get that star. Let's just finish the level. I'm like, no, we have to get the star. Yeah. <laughs> we are a family of proud completionists. <laughs> me, not your mother. Also, probably not either of you, but me, <laughs> proud completionist. <laughs> um. um. So. So while the kids have been at school recently, um, I've been playing a little game that came out a uh, week before last. It was published by uh, Pixel Games. Their website is pixel.lu. Uh, and it was developed by Sometimes You. I'm trying to figure out, like, I think they mostly do ports what's, publishing. What's I, I, I don't know. T- Lithuania? Maybe it is. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, like... The the, the 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 games on their websites I haven't heard of any any of them which is always like pretty rare. There's one called Where Are My Friends, Metropolis, Lux Obscura, Deep Ones, Grab the Bottle, The Moose Man. Oh boy! Sign. <laughs> oh, here we go. Up. I I do know this one. Uh, Siji, a fart for Melusina. It's like a oh. Ma- Mario platformer where you fart. Yeah, I know about that one. I remember that. We discussed that on an episode a while ago, didn't we? Yeah, because at the very end of the, the trailer, the character farts. It's it's classic. Hell yeah. <laughs> they also, they've also put out a game called Bucket Knight. These guys have put out a lot of games. Explosive Jake. <laughs> um, new, anyway. new nickname alert. The latest game that they've put out. Here we go. It's It's been developed and published by Pixel.lu and ported by Sometimes You. And it's called Sir Lovelot. And uh, the trailer does a great job of kind of like showing you what this game is all about. Uh, you play a, a little knight uh, in a like 16-bit world who has to traverse difficult platforming sections filled of spinning blades and, and various enemies. Uh, your goal is to woo the, the princesses. Um, I think they're, they're described as cheeky princesses. Uh, but in order to woo them, so that you, you see their castle at the end of the at the end of the stage, and you have to go and collect them a flower. Then you climb their hair, get in their tower, and then um, you see love hearts emerging from within the tower. Right. So they boinkin is what I think is is being suggested. Um, and I guess by the name Sir Lovelot, he you know he, he's just he's sleeping his way through many kingdoms. Uh, it's a very, very simple platformer, but it's you get like there's four pieces of the map. Each map represents um, a different world. So there's four worlds. Each world has 12 levels in it. The final level is you being chased by a um, circular stone idol, kind of like a Crash Bandicoot in 2D kind of thing. Um, so it kind of changes up the the way you 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 go about completing a level. Um, you are timed, so this is a great game for speedrunners because there is definitely a perfect path for uh, completing each level, and each level is multiple screens too. Um, thankfully, every time you get past one screen, it starts a checkpoint because you will die a lot in this, um, but you get extra points for dying less than, like there's almost like a, like a par for deaths, 
So it's like golf. Okay. Um, horny, horny night golf. Uh, and yeah, so you get points by um, collecting the flower and various other trinkets to give to the princess when you climb into their tower. Uh, you get one for, for finding different coins scattered, scattered throughout each level. There's also hidden ducks that are like guarding like golden eggs. And so you have to find them. And they're kind of like Metroidvania style, like hidden behind walls and like in, in paths. And most of the time when I find that it's accidental. Um, and you also get, uh, there's a, a, a time element to your score and a number of deaths. And I'm, uh, I'm actually doing pretty okay. I'm doing around like around 80% um, of, of, of completion for Ooh, each of the levels. Okay. I mean, don't tell my kids I'm not getting a hundred. Gonna... This is the kind of game where you, you just have to be satisfied with 80. I think I was... that you, it's weird having that exploration element of it where you have to go and, and, and find the secrets in each level. But also if you take one hit, you're immediately killed and you have to go back to the start of the screen and, and you know, it's pretty frustrating. You also risk getting a, le- a smaller percentage because you've died more than the uh, recommended. You don't get a bogey in deaths or whatever it is. Sure. No, bogey is bad, right? Bogey is too over par, isn't it? Yeah, you want like a, an eagle or something. That's right. Avid golfers. <clears throat> you can, it's, it's, a, it's a good shorts game, right? No, I'd say more people wear pants, don't they? Go, fuck golf. Yeah. Fuck pants and fuck golf. Yeah, 100%. Um, Except golf story. Shout out to golf story. <laughs> And desert golf, and, and what the golf, and glow, and glow in the dark mini golf, which is not a mini, not a small game, but a, a it's a, you know, a tourist trap that you can sometimes find in bad places in the world. All I'm saying is, add glow in the dark mini golf to the Olympics, and then maybe I'll Absolutely. watch the Olympics. Then maybe I'll be in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so love lot. It's sick. I think it's pretty cheap. Um, I can look up the price when you're talking about your game, uh, but. I, uh, I I really really like it. I'm, I'm halfway through it. I'm, I'm more than more than that. So the first map is like pretty like you know you're getting used to the mechanics. There's like enemies and spinning blades and um, you know lots of spiky pits and those kind of things. It's everything's very small as well. So it has a little bit of like a Meat Boy kind of vibe uh, to how how quickly you move and how how big everything around you is. Would you say um, would you the say second... the platforming is as slick as Meat Boy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's 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 like it's a. I think they call it a precision platform. Okay. The, the, the controls are very very responsive, and if I die, it's always my fault. It's you know you that, that that's a big hang up I have. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I you know I wasn't crazy about Little Nightmares, of course, is that like so many times I was like, God damn it, that wasn't my fault. Fuck you. Also, <laughs> be better at walking, you stupid kid. Also, Little Nightmares <laughs> probably not the horniness levels you were after either. Un- I mean, the first one, that, that boss you fight at the end, she's, that's pretty horny. True, true. And I guess it is a guy and a girl making their way through the second one, which if you, if you squint a lot, that could be construed as horny. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, do you want to know what the, uh, the official like, description for this game is? Yes. Sir Lovelot is on a quest to find the love of his life. Join him in, in this wacky tight platformer where impressing cheeky damsels is harder than a heart of stone. Uh, there's a great trailer. Look up the trailer. It, it, it kind of shows you everything you'll do in this game in about 20 seconds. It's great. Um, the second, the second world introduces um, water, and there's a lot of swimming. And I have to say, swimming fucking sucks compared to how good it is to uh, to walk and jump in the world. But it's not that frustrating. It's just it just slows things down a lot. The cheeky damsels would be a really good band name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
I'd, I'd go to Coachella for the cheeky damsels. And uh, Pixel.lu's previous game before this one is Siji, a fart for Melosina. <laughs> so this is the follow-up to the fart game. Oh, Perfect. S- oh, sweet. Oh, and the third world, which I just got up to, is like a horror-themed. So like lots of like zombies and gravestones and flying enemies, that kind of thing. Cool. It's really fun. I, I, I'm really enjoying this game, and it's like the perfect little distraction. Like you can just like smash out a couple of levels and get back to work or whatever. Is there is there combat in it? Yes, you are. Yeah, so you, you, you can jump, double jump, and then when you hold down Y, you rapid fire some very like low impact, I guess, bullets. I don't know. I don't really, doesn't really explain where, what, what's coming out of you. Maybe it's magic or something. I'm not sure, but uh, you, can, you can shoot all enemies except the blades. It just takes, you know, 10 to 20 shots to take them down, be they like fish enemies or or dragons or like weird lizards, that kind of thing. Maybe he's maybe he's shooting loads at them if it's that horny again. Oh, probably is. Sir Load a lot. I love it. <laughs> Sir Love a Load. <laughs> but yeah, um, I recommend this. If anyone is looking for a great uh, platform game, I think it's around the $10 mark. And um, I'd imagine it'll probably take you around three to four hours to complete. I'm really enjoying my time with it. And I imagine anyone who's a fan of the uh, other platformers that I mentioned while describing this one would really like it too. I think it's a, it's, it could be a sleeper hit of the year. Cool. Sounds good. So love a lot. Yeah. Now, I believe you have a tale. I do. A tale to be told. So, uh, like I said at the top of the pod, I have spent a lot of my last week playing Sunless Sea. It is a game that eluded me for so long and I finally got on a really good run and like upgraded my all my equipment and my ship and everything and I'm just sailing around the map ticking off story ticking off like quests For those who need a memory refresher this is a, like a survival type game Kind of yeah it's that, like uh, it's slightly yeah. roguelike-ish it's um it's you know uh, you you're a, you're a ship's captain on an undersea uh, or an underground ocean in um in uh sort of where London fell into at one point. Um, and there's all these kind of crazy stories as you make your way around the map, tracking them down. Uh, and also lots of mm-hmm. dangers. Like I had one point during the last week where I'm sailing around the map and I forgot to keep an eye on my, my, my terror levels. And suddenly it was like, your crew has <laughs> mutinied. Choose from one <laughs> of these two options. And if you fail either of them, you die and the game goes back to the start. And I'm like, oh, I've made it so far. And luckily, I managed. Did you die? No, I, I I chose the one that I had the best chances for. But in saying that, like my chance was thirty percent versus twenty four percent of success. But <laughs> I, I managed to somehow like succeed that challenge. But I lost like most of my crew, a ton of supplies, a ton of fuel, and had to like <laughs> limp back to port. Essentially, it was a it was a tense moment in the game. But that just made it all the more enjoyable. On top of that, my wife and I have been watching, we, we, we found a new show that we're watching called Letterkenny that we're really enjoying and that can kind of like... I've heard good things. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but that can kind of cut into like concentrated gaming time, if you will. So yesterday, realizing that we were recording today, I got hit with a pang of guilt and was like, look, I really need to kind of get my shit together, find something to do for tomorrow's episode. Just find something to talk about because you can't do Sunless Sea again. So I went onto the the, uh, the eShop and started browsing through and my gaze fell upon this game called A Day Without Me. And I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Let's give this a look. Let's watch the trailer. 
the general story is you are a you're a guy who wakes up one day, hops out of bed, heads downstairs, and discovers that your entire neighborhood has gone missing. All the people in it, the houses and stuff are all still there. So you're, everybody in your neighborhood is gone. There are like crashed buses and trucks everywhere. Some of them have blood under their wheels. To get out of the house to begin with, you need to solve this like... You need to like find objects in the house and place them on this pentagram, which re- like releases all these evil spirits. And then you need to like knock all the objects away to get rid of the evil spirits. All this stuff. It's it's really building this like weird and interesting situation for you to be in. Like I I I cannot fault the thinking behind the plot of the game. Like such a cool idea. You know, any any of that sort of like in media res stuff where it's like there's no explanation to begin with, you're just thrown into this situation, you need to work it out. Big fan of that. However, so I <laughs> I I buy this game and it's it's Cheap as chips. It's like seven bucks fifty, and I think I bought it on sale, so I got it for like three dollars something. And I th- normally for me that's a warning sign, but I thought to myself, you know what? Our sibling podcast on the network, Thumb Cramps, they're um they're big fans of you know buying them bargain basement games and uh, and giving. I mean, and give I think them specifically, Zamet is. Yes, yeah, sure. Don't throw the others under the bus. It's Zamet's thing. <laughs> but uh, right. Zamet on our sister podcast Thumb Cramps loves to buy a shitty game and have a run at it. And I was sort of looking at it like, you know what? Every once in a while, you need to eat sushi from 7-Eleven. So when you go to the really high-end sushi joints, you're like, cool, I, you know, I appreciate the quality that I'm getting, essentially. Occasionally, you need to take a holiday from a great game and play a not-so-great game to really drive home. This is why I love great games. So, I start, I start my first playthrough of this, you know, I, I get past the first puzzle, which I think is like finding a key to get out of your bedroom. Um, I, I, I realize the, com- the computer, like there's a little computer in the next room to yours that's making a noise. I need to go find a password to get rid of that noise. So I go downstairs, I start exploring. There are various items I can pick up. It's not until I, I, you know, the pentagram doesn't show up until I solved the computer problem. So as I'm wandering around and picking stuff up, I'm putting it down. One of the things I pick up is a saw in the garage, a, a, like a, a timber saw. Pick it up. Oh, wait, I don't need this at the moment. Hit the button to put it down. And I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to happen this way or if it was a bug. But my guy essentially like threw the saw and it wound up on the far end of the table from where I was. All right, I don't need a saw at the moment. I'll deal with that later. Go upstairs, handle the computer puzzle, come back downstairs, doing the pentagram puzzle. I find everything else I need except there is a, a, a symbol of a scythe and I'm like, well, a scythe is a cutting implement. A saw cuts as well. Based on the solutions to the other icons I've done, it's got to be that saw. Let's go get it. Oh crap, it's so far on this table that my character cannot actually interact with it at this point. I'm, I'm, there's nothing I can do. The game is like, it's, it's game over without being game over. So I think to myself, all right, look, I'm fairly early on in this game. I'm not losing a lot of progress. I'll just start a new game. Start a new game. All the objects will be back where they are. I know not to mess around this time until I reach the point where I need to pick it up. Perfect. Quick back to the menu. Select new game option, 
Little box comes up that says, this will erase all your progress thus far. Fine. Do it. Hit me. <clears throat> New game starts. My guy wakes up. I breeze through the computer puzzle. I remember the password from my last playthrough. I nail all the bits and pieces to what I need to do to go downstairs and get it. I get downstairs. None of my progress has been restarted. All of the objects that I've put on the pentagram are still there. The saw is still on the far end of the table. Nothing's changed. At this point, I quit out of the game, uninstall it, and then reinstall (laughs) it just to get past this little bit. I'm like... I'm like, at this point, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit annoyed by this, but I'm still early in the game. Let's give this a try. Uninstall, reinstall. That's managed to solve the problem. So I finish, mm-hmm. I finish the pentagram puzzle. I make my way out into the neighborhood. The neighborhood, is, and like, you just get this, you, up, in the, up in the top left corner, it'll be like chapter two, and then a little prompt of what you have to do. So like the first one, you know, in, the, in chapter one, it's like, go downstairs. Easy to handle, you go downstairs. Figure out how to leave the house. Okay, cool. That's vague, but I can work it out. There's this puzzle here, etc., etc. So in this one, in chapter two, it is explore your neighborhood. The neighborhood is huge. Like, <laughs> it's a giant map. You can't move that fast to begin with. There's no mini-map function, so I can't really tell where I've been or where I'm going or where I should aim for. Um... I, I wandered into this hopscotch puzzle that killed me really quickly until I figured out what to do with it. <laughs> How'd you get killed by a hopscotch? You just you step on the wrong thing and you just keep like you step on the wrong number and you just keel over and die and it goes, You died. And <laughs> That's so, how hopscotch works. Yeah. And so I kinda like I worked out how to get past that one, which took me to another huge part of the neighborhood. And it's like again, like what I was saying before, I'm really trying not to be too massively negative in this review. It's it's like wandering around. There are like buses tipped on their side, and like ambulances with blood under the wheels. And it's this really cool kind of like setting of you know what the hell happened here. There's this real juxtaposition of like colorful, cute visuals and sinister shit has clearly happened here. So I'm wandering around, wandering around, wandering around, just getting more and more frustrated as I like sink time into this game and nothing happens. There's no, there's nothing's being signposted for me. Like I'm all about mystery, but mystery without any little hint of like, go do this or why not try this or nothing in the environment that's telling me like, hey, pay attention to this maybe. I'm just like, I'm desperately strolling this neighborhood trying to figure out what's going on. Finally, I managed to, like, make it through to another huge part of the neighborhood that I haven't seen before. And there's a new puzzle on the ground that's, like, a grid of three by three, three by three little things, like, pavings of stones on the ground or, like, symbols on the ground. And when I step on the symbols, it lights up. But there's nothing that explains to me what these symbols are or what order might be used to get past them. Near these symbols is like between two crashed vehicles is this wall of fire. But I can walk around the vehicle and get past the wall of fire. So I don't know if it's meant to be an obstacle or it's just, it's one of those things where it's like playing this is a a masterclass in game design, 
purely because it's taken away all the little game design things they're used to in other games and forces you to realize like oh actually kind of railroading the player a little bit is a good idea adding some information in the environment is a good idea having a mini map is a good idea like it's one of those like this is how not to kind of things sure it's i i probably i'm i'm torn between like looking up a walkthrough and trying to kind of like just sail me through this game because i'm very interested in the setting and the story and i want to see where it goes or just putting it aside and taking this as a lesson that I should pull my head out of my ass and actually do some work for the podcast each week and try find something. No, it's fine. If you, you have good reason. I, we all know that one of us is going to play way too many games each week. True. And even if you you could just review the memories of a game you played a few, a few months ago. Yeah. You know? That's that's fair. Um, uh it's in, it's. I, I will say, of this game, it's been made by an Indonesian developer, and this I think makes the first Indonesian de- uh, developed game that we've talked about on the podcast before. Yeah. So this is was developed and published by Gamecom. What are they called? I've got their website here. Um, Gamecom Team is their name, and uh, mm-hmm. you go on their website, and underneath the kind of banner banner image of a new game they've got coming out later on this year. There is a big headline that says, we will be the best game developer in the world. Which, um, look, a- absolutely... I believe him. Absolutely points points for that kind of, you know, courageous goal. Um, but, yeah. Uh, g- good luck with that, guys, essentially. No, stop hating. I- I- I'm-, I'm with him. I'm, I'm team the- the Gamecom. Team Gamecom team. Gamecom is such a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> team Gamecom team. I always have been and I always will. So yeah, to, to sum um, it up, it's cheap. If if you want to experience this yourself, give it a try. Love the setting, love the idea behind the the narrative. I just think it it misses the mark on a lot of other stuff. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, John, are you ready to talk trains? Levens, I am ready for you to make me horny about trains. 
Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So there, at, at any, there are multiple. At any point in this finish, game, finish does thought. a train go into a tunnel? You know what? I didn't get that far. Damn it! I'm, I'm, I, this, this is this is a review of the demo of the game. A train, all aboard, tourism, city management simulation. That's the whole title? This is the latest. Yes. Fuck. That's the latest. It's the latest in a uh, very beloved and long-running, um, since 1985, uh, train simulation video game series called A-Train. Um, in Japan, it's called Eresa Diiko. Ere- no, it's definitely not what it is. Um, but... A train is what what it's known as in the West, or take the A train. Um, it first the first Western release was in 1988. On, uh, yeah, and and it's been on almost every platform. Wow. Um, from like, like if you look on the first game, the first A train game was on like I don't even heard of half these consoles. The FM seven, the NEC PC eight eight zero one, the NEC PC nine eight zero one, the X one Turbo. I realize these are all like. PCs, sure. MZ2500, the Famicom, and the MSX2. Um, but so there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. This is the twenty-first game in the A Train series, and uh, the first one to hit the Switch. Holy shit! Um, and uh, it is an extremely dry game in which you are made like uh, the like man- city manager. Um, I don't know if you're if you're the mayor, but um, uh, basically you you have a secretary and she's like she tells you how to make how to yeah you, you're the president of your very own railroad company. Of course, how could I forget? Because the very first thing you do in this game is uh, create your business card. Uh, so you have to name your company. Um, and I named my company Into Trains, um, and then um, I named myself Doctor Train. So anytime my secretary had something to tell me, she would be like, "Oh, it doesn't look good, Doctor Train," huh. or "Nice to meet you, Doctor Train." Uh, so I mean, on the, off the back of that alone, like five out of five for this demo. Uh, but basically, you it is this uh, like crazy detailed. Like, if, do you like menus, John? <laughs> Uh, well, in a restaurant, sure. In a video game, I mean, you know, there's there's an upper limit, but I'm a fan. This is a, uh, just menus upon menus, and the demo, you unlock the menus as you do, the, like, so basically it's, it's almost like adding battle systems in an RPG, except you're adding new things that you can... Uh, like do with your city and trains. So basically like, yeah, you, you, you have a, um, what seems like an enormous number of money um, in your in your bank account, and uh, you're 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 told about your city. You 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 have a very small rail network uh, in the top top corner of it, um, but no nothing connecting um, the neighbouring city to your city's greatest landmark, which is a castle. Um, and so your first goal is to create a rail network that uh, can basically successfully loop from where the, where the like one. Where your where your city meets another city and bring tourists to your number one tourist destination and then take them back home again, and um, you you meet like um, people who look after funds. You meet like people from city planning. You meet people from like pub, like publicists, um, people who work in engineering, and like you know they're telling you about the different trains and and different. 
um, stations you can make. And then part of the joy of this game, John, is that you can actually ride in the train. It's not just a top down. You can get in this train and experience firsthand what it's like to to ride a train through your city. Um, so this is a big beefy demo that I imagine you could spend like uh, well over an hour or two on. Um, and I, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed by like these kind of games. So I also just like, like the general, like, like undying love for trains that the entire country of Japan has. Um, well, they're, there's just, like, they're just so good at numerous, them. There are numerous train simulation games um, in Japan. And I remember going to like arcades and next to all of like the, um, you know, Dance Dance Revolution and like those ones where you're hitting the big like taiko drums. uh, There'll just be like a train that you get in and you sit in and you have to operate a train just like someone who drives a train would have to do. Um, And that would be like the most popular ride in the arcade. (laughs) Um... So I, I tried really hard to get into this one because um, it has everything there that I know if I really dedicated myself to it, I could absolutely get fucking hooked on this game. But I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to like create, like finish the loop that was required, that the city, that city planning required of me uh, to start generating money from tourism. So, like, I'd, I'd made a, I'd, I'd installed a new station right near the tourist destination, and I made sure there was a train that was going one way there, and then another train that was going all the way back to where the where the where the city was, and um, it was just like, no, you haven't done it yet, and it wouldn't tell me what I'd done wrong. I just oh, knew that I'd done something wrong. Frustrating. And it cost money to like demolish things, and I could just see that 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 enormous number getting less enormous, um, and uh, at the end of the day. If I wanted the full version of this game, and there's a lot to love about it from the, um, you know, extremely detailed menu systems and uh, the amount of variety that you can do to the, uh, you know, very titillating anime renditions of the mostly female cast uh, that, that give you things to do in this game. Um, hence the horniness uh, described earlier in the episode. But at the end of the day, if, were I to fall in love with this demo and decide, yes, I am going to go down this route of uh, of train simulation games, uh, if I wanted to buy this game from the eShop, it would cost me ninety Australian dollars. What? <laughs> so maybe it's good that I was shit at it and uh, didn't get properly hooked because ninety dollars to spend on it's a very like. I'm sure there's a lot more content in this one than all the previous games, but it still looks like at best a PS2 game. Okay. Um, uh, it's like you know, I'm sh- it'd be a great one to have as like a you know almost like a second screen kind of game where you know it's like a real time simulations thing. I'm, but I'm sh- I'm sure there are there's no shortage of those games if I was to like put, put my toes in the, in the, in that pool and try to find one that was right for me. I'm sure a great deal of them don't don't cost ninety dollars. Um, but look, this is the latest uh, A Train game in the long running beloved. Uh, A-Train uh, series that's been pub- uh, developed and published by uh, the fantastically named Art Dink Co- Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Art Dink. Art Amazing. Dink. Um, and these guys do do a lot of like other games that I've kind of like, they do like the Neo Atlas games, um, Macross Delta games, a lot of Vita games um, and a lot of like anime tie-ins. Um, they're involved in... Um, uh, Project Triangle Strategy and um, and Wonder Boy Asher in Monster World as well. 
So um, look, maybe this is a game that if it's ever on sale, maybe, maybe I'd be okay buying it. But goddamn, uh, that is a lot of money to spend on a, uh, on a, on a game about trains, $90. Think, so unfortunately, didn't hook me that good. Think of how many trains you could ride for $90 in... in that's like... That's three trips back and forth to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, A-Train did not hook me this time. But hey, maybe the 22nd A-Train game will. Keep trying. <laughs> um, what, what are they called again? Keep trying, Art Dink. <laughs> Uh, so that is it for uh, today's episode. Um, John, do you know what you'll be playing in the next week? I do not actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna spin the wheel. I got like I feel like the eShop hasn't been overly inspiring of late. So I'm probably gonna turn my attention to uh, to Steam and see if there's anything lurking on Steam that I wanna wanna have a run at. What about you? Awesome. Well. Okay. I don't, I don't know which new game I'll be playing, but I do know which old game we'll both be playing because uh, last week we set up a poll on our uh, new yes. uh, Patreon Discord, which you can access by heading to patreon.com slash all the small games. Um, and we, we're going to start doing bonus episodes each month uh, based off of uh, classic indie games. And uh, we had our patrons vote for um, whether or not they thought the the first game of the month club game is either Cave Story or Bastion, and I think it's uh, two to one. Uh, Bastion got the got the lead, Ooh, so we will be playing and doing a special episode all about Bastion, the uh, the super giant game that uh, introduced us to the company. Of course, now very very famous for making Hades, but uh, Bastion is a game that's available on almost every platform. Um, certainly all the modern ones and phones. Uh, I'd imagine it's quite cheap to play it wherever you want to play it. And uh, one of a, a game that John loved and then it forced me to get and I also loved. Um, so a game that I'm looking forward to, 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 to revisiting because there were, you know, as much as I loved Hades, the roguelike uh, element of it wasn't as satisfying as like just getting the job done in Bastion. Yeah, um, damn. And so I'm looking forward to that, that very, very um, fulfilling gameplay loop again. Also, listening to that um, narrator. So, yes. Oh, might do the might do the entire episode about Bastion uh, as the narrator. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, you can you can you can check out. Is it? I can't. No, I, no, I'm just doing the voice of the guy who hosts the YouTube channel Barbecue Pit Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Would also love to listen to an episode with you doing that voice. We're going down to the house of sausage. I got my barbecue shoes on. <laughs> okay, everybody, what round? We're gonna smoke up some barbecue hot links. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that that voice for much longer. Um, but hey, uh, if you want to come and uh, contribute to our episode all about Bastion and play along with us, plus get access to our Discord community and all the other bonus things that we have planned for our Patreon. Uh, efforts uh, you can head to patreon.com slash all the small games and uh, support the podcast that you've been listening to uh, so that we can endeavor to play more indie games and recommend you only the finest um, and uh, we absolutely appreciate everyone that signed up for, so far um, we got a nice big bump after last week's episode and hopefully another one after this one so yeah patreon.com slash all the small games come and play bastion with us and uh, we're going to get everyone in the discord to contribute to the episode that we make about that excellent game thank you so much for listening And uh, we will see you next week. Indeed. Bye, everybody. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.